Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson where uh, I'm inside. (laughs) I'm inside even though I love to be outside on Saturday mornings. Outside looks like this. So, you can see that it's not sunny. What you can't see is that it is actually raining right now. So, there is rain coming down. I did manage to get my walk in this morning. I went for a nice 45-minute walk and I did manage to convince Jen uh, to give me a haircut this morning. So, the thumbnail and what you see now are very different and I trimmed the beard a little bit too. So, we'll see. Uh, feels a little bit better. I do like a long beard but uh, this feels a little nicer. Anyways, hello and welcome to this live lesson. I see a lot of people in the chat are already here and having a good conversation in English with each other. That's awesome. Uh, let me switch to the river cam again while I say hi to Maria C. Lolly Lolly Mode Eggs. Uh, Aduabad. Aduahab. I need to get my reading glasses to read some of these names. Freddie Wolf, Etisioc is here as well. Uh, Sita is here and so many more people. So awesome to see all of you. Uh, thank you for coming. A few rules. Please keep the English uh, Keep the English. Please keep the chat in English. Please enjoy each other's company. If you do have a question, please use the link that will be shared to ask the question. It's also in the description below. Uh, and I should head over and see if there's any questions yet. There usually are. Um, let's see here. Blue shirt, the mystery person, just showed up yesterday. And the icon is a blue shirt. Interesting. Blue shirt says dinner, supper. What is more common for you, Bob? Thanks and nice shirt. This is probably one of the originals. Uh this shirt is probably 15 years old or more. Uh one of the original blue shirts. I say supper most often. When I talk about the evening meal, normally I say what's for supper or Jen, do you want me to make supper? Um tonight we're having supper. I think we're having hot chicken sandwiches for supper tonight. So, that's good. Uh that's going to be yummy I think. I will help make that for sure. So, I use supper. I know in some places they use dinner but I use the word supper. Uh let's see here. Cryptopal says subjective questions. Hello, Bob. Subjective questions or objective questions. Which one do you prefer? I like all kinds of questions. I like questions that are just general in nature. I like questions that are very specific. I like questions that are philosophical and I like questions that are practical. So, I would say the answer to that is I like every kind of question. I think if you want to enjoy life, you have to enjoy asking questions and answering them. So, um hey, I did forget to say uh thanks to Brad and Todd for being here. Todd's back today. Um he is less busy I guess today. So, he is here and then Brad is moderating as well. Good to have you two here. Thank you very much for coming out. Yaroslav says, morning teacher Bob. How do you Canadians celebrate the Thanksgiving day? Are there any specific traditions? By the way, happy Thanksgiving to all Canadians. Have fun. So, this coming Monday, uh this coming Monday is October 11th and it's Thanksgiving day here in Canada or we just say Thanksgiving. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Do you do anything special for Thanksgiving? Well, normally when there's not a pandemic, we would probably go have dinner at one of my sister's houses Uh, but this year, we're just having a small meal at home with just uh, Jen and the kids. Um, We might do something with my siblings next week uh, because they're not all necessarily around this weekend but usually, we have a dinner. Um, We have chicken or turkey. Turkey is the most common. Uh, We don't always have a turkey dinner but that is 
probably the most common meat to eat and then potatoes and stuffing and all of the other things that go with it. Hey, I do need to take a moment to do an audio check here like I normally do. It looks like everything's working great. That's awesome. Uh let's see here. Mike says, hi, Bob. Could you use these in example sentences? To make off with something, to mop something up and to take evasive action. Thanks. So, when you make off with something, we sell flowers at a roadside stand and every once in a while, someone will steal the flowers. It's not very common. We do have a camera on the wagon, by the way, on the stand. Um and we would then say that they made off with something, okay? So, when you make off with something, it means that you stole it. Uh when you mop something up, for me, it literally means to get a mop and clean the floor but I think it can also mean to clean up a situation. Um if something bad happens at work, someone could mop it up which means they clean it up. I don't use it that way very often. Um and then to take evasive action would be uh if you're flying in a plane and you're in the air force and someone is chasing you, you could try to fly in a way where they can't follow you. You would take evasive action. That's what you would do. I've never had to take evasive action in my life. Um Ruslan says, hi, cool teacher Bob. What's your favorite movie you saw lately and liked very much? I might recommend Yellowstone series, the Yellowstone series, cool cast and amazing landscapes of Montana. I haven't watched Yellowstone and I don't have a recent favorite movie but I've been watching Foundation on Apple Plus or Apple TV. Foundation is a TV series based on books written by Isaac Asimov. Uh it's a science fiction series. I really really like it right now. So, I would if you like science fiction, I would recommend that you watch that. Uh let's see here. Maria says, hello, Bob. Have you ever met a person from Romania? I am from Romania and it is a very beautiful country with beautiful women and hospitable people. I have met Romanians who have immigrated to Canada. There are uh people from all parts of the world and there are definitely Romanians uh that have immigrated to Canada. So, I have met them. Um very, very nice people for sure. Uh let's see here. From Kurdish. Hi, Bob. In North American accent, is it hard? I'm gonna add an it there. Is it hard to tell the difference between can and can't? And when you speak an XOXO means hugs and kisses, where does it come from? I I need an explanation. So, I can tell the difference between can and can't 99% of the time because you understand other things in the conversation. So, even if you don't hear can't, if you don't hear the T, um you might so here's an example. If someone says, can you help me later today? I could say, no, I can't and you see like my body language, my head is shaking. No, I can't. So, it's hard to tell whether I said can or can't but you can tell from other cues what I'm saying and then I don't know where uh, XO and XO comes from but it does mean hugs and kisses. If you put that in an email or on a note, it means hugs and kisses. Hey, I do wanna say hi to the 349 people watching. Let's uh, go to the outdoor view for a moment. You can see it's also quite windy out there. So, it's a good thing that we're not outside. Um if you're one of the 349 people watching and you're not a subscriber, you should click this red button over here. It's really easy to do. You just go click and then you become a subscriber. It's free. That's all you have to do is click. 
I think there might be one below if you're watching this on a phone by the way. Which most of you are I think. Um next question from Eduardo. Hey Bob, good morning. I always like Eduardo's wave. What does it mean you getting on board with John's idea? Does it mean to agree and you really have snapped? Oh, okay, yeah. So, when you get on board with something, it means you agree, you support it, you're going to help make it happen, okay? If Jen said she wanted to sell flowers at another market, I would be on board with that and I would help her do it. It means obviously, I'm not disagreeing with her. Um and then you really have snapped means that you've gotten angry. So, Yes, when you snap, it means you get angry. Um Tanvir says, hi, Mr. Bob. Please describe talking the talk and is it walk the walk or walk the talk? Thanks. The whole phrase is this. Basically, what you're saying is if you talk the talk, you need to walk the walk. So, basically, if you say things, if you boast that you're going to do things, then you need to walk the walk as well. So, words and actions can sometimes be different especially with politicians. Sometimes politicians talk the talk but they don't walk the walk. So, they say one thing when they're making a speech but then they don't actually do it. So, hopefully, that helped you understand a little bit more. Paolo, what's the difference between into and onto? So, I can pour. I'm not going to do this but I could pour this water into this cup if I tipped it. I'm not gonna do it. I could also put this cup onto this cup. So, that's the difference right there illustrated. Hopefully, you can see that. I'm I'm drinking coffee this morning and it smells really yummy. It's a little bit distracting for me. I haven't had a good cup of coffee in a while. Uh let's see here. Judith. Hi, Bob. Are these right? Efficacy, efficiency. I think we need an I in efficiency. Front crawl should be an N. Wiccan, Wigan. Can you give meaning, pronunciation, sentences with these words? So, efficacy is the um like the idea of being efficient. If you do something with a lot of efficacy. Let's let's get a formal definition of that. Meaning of efficacy. So, the ability to produce a desired or intended result. So, there is little information on the efficacy of this treatment. So, whether it's efficient, whether it actually works. Um efficiency is just doing things in a way where you spend the least amount of time or money to get it done. And then a front crawl is simply a way of swimming. I I'm not I'm not demonstrating this well. Um and then I'm not sure about Wiccan Wigan. Um that actually is not familiar to me. So, I wonder if it is from a different type of English. So, I'm gonna move on from that one. Arena says, hi, teacher Bob. Please explain how to use to wound up and wound up. Thanks a million. Best wishes from Ukraine. So, we would probably say to wind up and we would probably say something is wound up. When I have an extension cord laying on the ground, when I'm done using it, I wind up the extension cord. When I'm all done, the extension cord is wound up, okay? Now, you can also do this to a person. You can wind someone up and when you wind someone up, it means you keep saying things that annoy them until they finally snap. Here, I'll use another verb we just talked about. So, if someone is just walking around angry, you could say, oh, they're just really wound up. Maybe someone uh wound them up in the past. So, 
Hopefully those example sentences help you, Irina. So, I'm not going to answer this one but I'll throw it on the screen. Tatiana, how do you use commas with participle clauses? So, I can't really demonstrate this because I don't have a whiteboard but you do need to learn how to use commas especially when using compound and complex sentences but I'll let you look for a lesson specifically on that um on YouTube. There's gotta be someone who explains it well. Hi, Bob. Once you mentioned you work in a private school, how did you get the job? Well, to get any teaching job in Canada, you need to have a certified you need to be certified to teach. You need a teaching degree. So, I went to university. I did four years of undergrad and I did one year of what's called teacher's college um and I graduated with a degree in secondary education. I have a degree to teach high school. I'm actually certified to teach K through 12 French and nine through 12 history. American history though, not Canadian history which is a longer story. Um I got the job. I just looked for job postings and I had heard there was a job and I applied. That worked. Nick, what does it mean? What does suffice mean? Let's just flip it and we have a good sentence there. What does suffice mean? It means to be sufficient. It means to have enough. Um like it's a formal word. Um if I said to my dad when I was younger, if I said I I fed all the calves um is did I do enough work? He could say yes, that will suffice. That is enough. You've done enough. So, do we want a formal definition of suffice? Let's get one for a sec. Meaning of suffice, to be enough or to be adequate. So, there we go. Um from Akanksha. What about medical status in Canada? Which courses should be done to be a doctor? How many years to be a doctor? How many years of study to be a doctor? So, a little few fixes there, Ekansha. Um I believe in Canada, you do four years of undergraduate work at university and I think you do an, an, an additional three years. I think it takes minimum seven years to become a doctor in Canada. I should double check that. But I believe that's uh the requirements that you need to do about seven years of study uh after high school. Course and stern fox. I have two words for you today. Course and stern. Does course mean rude or rough? Does stern mean strict or hard? Thank you. So, stern is correct. If your teacher is really stern, it means they have rules in the classroom and they enforce the rules. They are a strict teacher. You could say hard but you would stern is a good word. Uh, someone who is stern has rules and then make sure people uh listen to those rules. Um course can mean like if something's rough you say it's coarse but if you say someone is a coarse person it means they maybe they swear a lot when they shouldn't. Maybe they are um the not the opposite of polite. I'm trying to think of what it would be. Like if someone um used crude words and used a lot of swearing in an inappropriate place. You might say they're kind of coarse. Yes. Um <laughs> Mode says, as a techie, do you ever read the terms and conditions before installing a piece of software or are you like the rest of us? I mean, you click next, next, next and then I accept. So, I don't always read the terms and conditions when I'm installing software. I might read a little bit of it but I think I do the same as everyone else. But One thing that I recommend to anyone who likes technology or wants to be successful working in that field is to read the manual. Anytime you buy something, 
read the manual. I just bought a little light to go on my camera and the first thing I did is I read the manual. Always read the manual. If you want to be um smarter than other people in the tech field, always read the manual. People who say they throw the manual out, I always think, oh, that's too bad because you could have learned something really, really important from that manual. Uh Alex, what advices do you have to speak like a native English speaker? Well, one of the things your goal shouldn't be to speak like a native English speaker. Your goal should be to um to be able to think and speak in English fluently without translating in your head in a way where everyone can understand you. So, that would be that's a better target. Uh and the best way is to do a lot of reading, writing, listening and speaking. It's uh, I've been I've been saying that a lot and then I think speaking is still to me once you get to a certain ability or certain level in reading and writing and listening, you should really spend some time having good conversations. You should spend time speaking English with with an English speaker. Um let's see here. Mickey, I'm headed to the US in December and right after to Canada. My friend and I have been planning on going to either Vancouver or Winnipeg. Can you give me any suggestions? Well, I can't tell you which place to go to. I have been to Vancouver and it's beautiful. I have not been to Winnipeg but it's supposed to be a very cool city. Here's what I'll tell you though. If you're going in December, the weather will be much nicer in Vancouver. It will be a lot warmer in Vancouver. It will still be cool but if you go to Winnipeg in December, you're going to experience real winter. So, you need to decide what type of weather you would like to experience on your trip. Winnipeg gets cold. It's one of our coldest cities. Um so, you'll need to decide. Uh Andrea, hi everybody. What's the correct form? I'm gonna change the I to an O between these two. I go to the park for a walk or I go to the park for walking. Thank you very much. I would use the corrected form of the first one. Both are fine but the second one you would not hear very much. You would hear I go to the park for a walk or I go walking in the park. Those would probably those would be the two most common. Like what do you do for exercise? Oh, I go to the park every day for a walk. Oh, I go walking in the park every day. That those sound the most natural to me, Andrea. Irfan, hey Bob, I have no question. I'm writing here because I would be remiss if I didn't say that's a nice shirt you're wearing today. Have a great today shirt. Uh, sir, I was gonna say have a great day shirt. Have a great day shirt. No, thank you very much, Irfan. It's nice to have compliments when you are uh talking with other people. Um so this is Valerie. Hello from Odessa. Bob, what is the difference between make a difference and matter? So, in the world, you want to make a difference, okay? That means that the world is a certain way and you would like it to be better. Some people try to make a difference by donating money. Some people try to make a difference by uh, teaching English on YouTube. Uh you try to do something that makes the world a better place. Um when you want something to matter, you just want people to realize that it's important or real or respect you for doing it. So, it's a slightly different thing. Uh Valerio from Brazil says, hi, I'm Valerio from Brazil. I would like to know what whimsy means and how to use it. So, whimsy is like this ability to do things in a way that other people like with a little bit of humor, a little bit of 
beauty, a little bit of cuteness. Um when people decorate their house, sometimes someone has a little bit of whimsy. They do these little things that just bring it all together. Well, let's look up the formal definition of whimsy for you. And thanks for the super chat by the way. So, to be playfully fancy or quaint or humorous. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to define what whimsy is. But if you were to watch um I'm trying to think of something that has whimsy. Like a really good director will make a film and that director will do things in a way where they just have a little bit of whimsy. They just make things just so. I think Taika Waititi does that a lot uh in his movies when he directs movies. Um let's see here. Lolly lolly Bob. What is more common to say in English? Open a can of worms or open Pandora's box? Merci. I've actually heard both phrases this week but Pandora's box is less common. People would most likely say um oh, it was just a real can of worms. Oh, I opened a can of worms or you really opened a can of worms there and for those of you that don't know what that means, it means to do something or say something that makes a situation confusing or crazy or worse. Um when something is a can of worms, it means it's very uh confusing or difficult. Um I've had that experience a few times. Freddie, the French guy. Hey, Bob, could you tell me whether the phrases let me know and keep me, keep me posted are quite similar or not? If not, what's the difference? Thank you and have a great day. They are fairly similar. Um if I said to someone um let's go to eat later and if they said, okay, uh I have a few projects to do, I could say uh well, keep me posted and let me know when you're done or let me know when you're done. Keep me posted or just let me know when you're done or keep me posted. Uh text me when you're done. So, they're all ways to say to someone, communicate with me at a point in the future. I hope that made sense. It made sense in my mind. So, hopefully, the explanation made sense to you guys as well. Um hey, I do wanna say hi to the 514 people watching. Uh if you're new here, don't forget to click this red subscribe button. Give me a thumbs up too. That's always helpful. Let's have a look at the river for a moment while I have a sip of coffee. I feel like I'm a little bit hyper today but this is decaf coffee. It's not caffeinated. So, maybe I just had a good night's sleep. I'm not sure. But uh oop, I'm bonking into things. It is raining just a tad but it's a little bit hard to see. Um Jen just walked outside but she's not on camera. Sorry, you guys can't have a see her walking out to sell some more flowers. Okay, here we go. Amanj says, hi, best teacher. How are you doing? What's the rusty meaning? For example, when you say someone to someone you are rusty, is that offensive or not? Thanks a lot. So, I I edited a few things while I was saying that, Amanj, to correct some things. So, pay attention to that. Um it depends. It's easier for me to say that I'm rusty. If I played hockey today, I would probably say to someone, I'm I'm a little bit rusty. I haven't played hockey for years. If I went skating, I would be rusty. But if I was playing with someone and I knew them well, I might ask if they feel a bit rusty. But if I was to laugh and say, ha, you're really rusty, you would need to know the person really well. I mean, this is just human nature, right? You can joke around with people you know well. 
but you don't wanna joke around with someone who might get upset. So, totally okay to say to someone that you're rusty but careful about using it when talking about someone else. Uh let's see here. This is from Erich. Do you like to teach people? What do you feel during this process and thanks? Well, it depends who I'm teaching. I find when I teach on YouTube, it's a little bit different because I can't hear or see all of you. So, I'm just talking to a microphone and 525 people are watching. So, it's a little bit weird but I do have fun with it and I do like when I get to members chat in about five, ten minutes. It's nice to interact a bit. I do like teaching people in person though because there's a little more give and take. You can kinda gauge how they're responding to what you say. Um so, I just like teaching people. Um it when it goes well, it makes me quite happy. When it goes badly, it makes me a little bit annoyed. Uh let's see here. Andre, hello, Mr. Bob. When do you use thankful and grateful? I appreciate your lessons so much. So, as I mentioned, this Monday is Thanksgiving. It's a day where you think about the things you are thankful for. You think about the things you are grateful for. Um in my members only video earlier this week, I talked about how I'm very thankful for Jen and I'm thankful for my children. I could also say I'm very grateful and uh, for Jen and grateful um for my children. So, to be thankful and grateful are the same. Yep. Next question. Oh, I just put one up in a different language. Zule says, I think the question is, can you put the subtitles in English and Spanish? Is that what the question is? Someone might have to help me out here. I'm going to find the question and I'm gonna cheat a little bit here. I'm going to go to Google Translate and I'm going to say auto detect and it says, what advises me to watch movies with Spanish or English subtitles? Um yeah, I don't quite understand the question but I can talk about subtitles a little bit. Um if you're watching a movie, yeah, I let me just double check this again. Maybe Google Translate didn't do a good idea. Maybe someone in the chat can uh, translate that question for me. Would you advise me to watch movies with Spanish or English subtitles? If you're watching a an English movie, I would not turn on the Spanish subtitles. I would watch an English movie with English subtitles on and then I would watch the movie again in English with no subtitles. I think watching a movie in one language and having the subtitles in a different language for me is very, very confusing, okay? So, I don't do that. But if you did want to watch a movie in English with English subtitles on, that can be helpful but don't get too used to it. Make sure that you do also watch things with no subtitles on. Sorry, my camera did a weird thing. Yes, thanks, Maria C. He says, if you could advise him to watch movies with subtitles in Spanish or English. Thank you. It's awesome to be able to just ask the chat for a translation. It's very, very awesome. Thanks, Maria, again. Okay, let's get to the next question. Nazir, hi, teacher Bob. Does it sound weird if I say I'm back? Yeah, so I'm not gonna say those out loud because we wouldn't say them. I don't like to say things um if they're incorrect. So, I would say I'm back home 
and I would say I'm going home. Lots of non-native speakers make this mistake. In English, to isn't followed by home. Yes, um I'm going to do this live stream from home. When I'm at work, I say, okay, I'm done. I'm going to go back home. I'm going to go home. We don't say, we don't put the two. We do say, I'm going to go to the store but you do say, I'm going home. Yes. Yep. I'm going home now. See you. See you on Tuesday. That's what I said yesterday because Monday is a holiday. Maybe that's why I'm hyper and happy. Not that I'm not hyper happy more often but it is a holiday on Monday. Uh let's see here. Chima. Hi, sir. What are the best topics related to peace that I can handle them with my students? Um I don't know. I think I would start with things like kindness. For me, the things that I think bring peace in the world are when people help each other, when people are kind to each other and I think because I'm a teacher, I really believe the more education someone can get, the better the world becomes. So, for me, the way to world peace is through education, kindness and helpfulness if you can do those things. Um so, if you're trying to teach your class, um how to have a more peaceful life or peaceful world. All of those things are very, very rewarding. Um I just noticed in the chat, Gaurav said hugs is the best topic. So, yeah, hugs make people happy too but it's COVID. We're not allowed to hug each other. Um Christopher, hi, Bob. Could you evaluate our speaking? Thank you. So, I've thought about this but I don't know if if I want to do that. Um I thought about you know, I could start a service where I evaluate someone's English level but then I thought, I'm just one guy. You would be better off taking an actual test. So, I would say uh take an IELTS test or a TOEFL test or TOEFL however you say it. Uh, I think that would be a better idea for you. Uh let's see here. Someone cute. Hi, Bob. Have a great day. You are a positive person and I like it. I hope I can be as positive as you. So, you see a very positive Bob and I'm usually quite positive. I'm usually quite happy but I am a human being just like all of you and there are days where I am grouchy and crabby and when I'm just annoyed with other people and you don't see that on camera. So, please be aware that uh you're getting um first of all that I'm human like everyone else and I have all different moods that I'm in and you just get to see me um for the most part usually when I'm happy but uh don't make that don't think for a moment that 24 hours a day I'm all just smiles and rainbows and skipping around singing songs. There are days when uh you should see uh what I'm like when a piece of farm equipment breaks on a day when I need to use it. Then you'll hear me say some inappropriate English words um and you would see me angry as well. Anyways, enough about my moods. Let's switch to members only chat mode. Give me a second to turn that on. For those of you that don't know what members only chat is, those of you who have clicked the support button below and have decided to support me, one of the perks, one of the rewards for that is that we do a 10 minute uh chat where I answer your questions directly from the chat. So, if you are a member, feel free to ask me a question directly in the chat and I will try to answer it. Um and also they get a crown by their name. They get to I think they get one free green message a month. 
um, mode eggs and I figured that out and uh, I think you get your name in green. That's what you get as well. So, uh, a bit of a view outside while I wait for those questions to show up and uh, we'll get started. Freddie says, thanks for your answer. I understood your explanation. Don't worry. Excellent. Excellent. Maria C. Mode eggs. Yes, an English translator to be. Freddie Wolf. Hi, Bob. A few days ago, I saw your video with the bouquets in pumpkins. I want to say that those bouquets were beautiful. That's an amazing idea and congratulations for this awesome job. So, all I do is I drill a hole in the pumpkin and actually this year, I didn't. My kids helped Jen do it. So, I was not involved in the pumpkin decorations this year Um, but yes, they're very cool. They're beautiful. Jen's still making and selling them today. If you want to see one, if you go to the community tab of my second channel, I think I posted a picture. Betty Lou, hi, the cutest teacher, Bob. What kind of fruit is not affected by season and always in Canada's market? So, yesterday, we did a lesson on fruit and fruit idioms. So, if you're interested in that, um, you can still watch it and Betty Lou's question is related to fruit. So, there is no fruit that's available year-round in Canada that is grown in Canada. There is fruit available year-round but fruit that's grown in Canada is only available um probably from early spring until mid-winter. Sometimes, there's apples that they have in storage but usually by the middle of the winter, late winter, there are no more Canadian apples. So, most of our fruit and vegetables come from uh the United States and other parts of the world. Let's see here. Julia Olise, hi dear teacher. I watched a video without subtitles recently and I could hear this. Did you get did you get to being financially stable? You get a could this sentence be proper? Yes. So, if you get to being financially stable, it sounds awkward but you could say that. It means that you have a job, you have enough money to survive and you can pay all your bills. Um I'm gonna jump down to Betty Lou's comment as using her member chat for the month. Hi, the cutest teacher, Bob. I love your videos. Thanks, Betty Lou. Mode eggs. Maria C. Yeah, I saw that all the time. I'm all thumbs. Typos are normal for me. (laughs) Yeah, for me too. I'm really fast at hitting the backspace key. That's the key I hit that I'm the best at finding and using. Um Mickey says, hey, Mr. Bob, do you call that winter hat? Is it a toque or toboggan? We call it a toque in my part of Canada and they are very warm. I should find my toque. I might need it in a few weeks. Sita, hello, Mr. Bob. It's always great being in your chats every Saturday. Thank you. You are welcome. Mode Egg says to Mickey, I think a toboggan is a sled. That's right. It is a wooden sled. Maria C. Hi, Bob. How are you? Let's say a nutritionist has to make a test to see how your fat and muscle levels are. They may use a machine called InBody. Would you say the doctor tested or examined you? I would say that you had a test done. Okay? So, when a doctor examines you, there's nothing scientific about it but if they are measuring with a device, we would probably say it's a test. I had a test done to see what my body fat was. Uh Lolly, please, what's the difference between perk and advantage? A perk is something you get when you pay a fee or something that you might get for free at a job, okay? So, if you're a member, one of the perks is that you can uh have a green your name is green. That's a perk. Um an advantage is when you have something that's better than other people. Yeah, like if we ran a race and you had shoes and I didn't, you would have an advantage. So, it's similar but there is a slight difference. Uh Ekaterina, 
Hi, Bob. I just wanted to say thank you for your Q&A lessons. It helps me a lot. I really love it. You are very welcome, Ekaterina. Robson, welcome uh to membership. Thank you for becoming a member. And Alcide says, can you give us the name of a grammar book that helps? I don't have very good knowledge of what books help people learn English. It's not an area I've studied a lot. So, let me think about that. Maybe I should I've always wanted to buy some study books and then kind of review them. Um I'll maybe do that this winter. Uh Albert Top, hi Bob. The difference between done and finish end. When something is done, something is finished. So, this water I have been oh, this is my coffee. This coffee I'm almost done. I'm almost done. There's just a little bit left. I'm almost finished. Okay. So, in that sense, I use them equally. Um let's see here. Lolly is welcoming Robson. Thank you very much. Julia is welcoming Robson. I like it when people welcome other people. Rod says, dear Mr. Bob and all viewers in chat, I wish you all a wonderful weekend. You too, Rod. Um by the way, I think Rod has I think Rod has a video sk- scheduled at 12:05 today. I'm pretty sure I saw that on his channel. Um with with Sean. Yes. I think Rod and Sean from Free 99 English did a video and I think it's coming out in like half an hour. You should go watch it. Uh Robson, how could you say a tongue twister? Do you re- recommend learning some tongue twisters? So, I did a video um a while ago where I made my own tongue twisters for you to practice. Maybe uh Todd the Canadian can find that one if you search YouTube for Bob the Canadian tongue twisters and post the link. Um those I think are good to practice. Um they were designed specifically for people who are learning English. So, maybe Todd can find that for us. Um let's see here. I can say a tongue twister. She sells seashells by the seashore. I had to say that one really slowly. See, see I I started it wrong. She sells seashells by the seashore. That's a hard one for me. Marwanto says, hi, Mr. Bob. Hi, Marwanto. Julia says, thank you, dear teacher. You helped me so much. I have been stuck with it. Awesome. Mickey says to Mode, thanks. Mode says, hi, Mr. Bob. Nice buzz cut. Now, I understand why you use melon to refer to one's head. Quite similar actually. Yes, I got a buzz cut this morning. My favorite kind of haircut. Very practical, very efficient, very cheap because Jen actually cuts my hair for me with some clippers. Uh Roslyn's uh Robson says thanks. Audie the tie is here and says hi Bob. Today no question. Just say hi and would you le- would like to tell you today are people to happy from the news that the tie girl she made 70 million in 24 hours on YouTube. Holy cow. That's crazy. That's a lot of views. I don't think that's money. If that was money that would be crazy. Betty Lou. Hi. I scrolled. Hi, the cutest teacher, Bob. What do you do if you suddenly don't know how to pronounce a word in a situation like in a presentation? You use what's called, I believe the word is circumlocution. You find other words to say when you can't say that word. You describe it or you find other, you try to think of other words that have the same meaning. It's very difficult to do um but uh, that's what they recommend. So, for instance, if you forgot. Yeah, I can't think of an example. It's tricky. Um Mariano saying hi to Lolly. Lolly saying merci beaucoup, Bob. Let's see here. Mariano, hello, teacher Bob. What recommended things we do to improve our listening in English or our English listening? I am a big fan of listening to music. 
learning the lyrics to songs and listening to a lot of music. Second to that, I would say listen to a lot of podcasts, especially podcasts where two English speakers talk to each other but those are the two things that I would do. Um music because it's fun and then podcasts because hopefully um you can hear an actual conversation between two people. Um and then reality TV is good too for that. Uh Modag says, Murphy's English Grammar in Use is probably the most popular grammar book around the world. Thanks, Mode, for that recommendation. Robson says, thank you all. I really like this channel. Awesome. Um let's see here. Alcide says, by the way, thank you, Bob. Your class helped me a lot to improve my English. You are very welcome. Betty Lou, hi, the cutest teacher, Bob. What are the advantages of speaking English? I would love to hear from you. So, two things that there's actually three. One advantage is that a lot of the business world speaks English. So, if you are in the world of business, it's a lot easier for you to do business with someone in another country because English is kind of the de facto language of business. The second thing is um if you want to uh travel and visit countries where English is spoken, you will be able to talk there. And then the third one is I think it's good for your brain. I think learning a language is actually a really good thing to do just for your mental acuity for your um I think it makes you smarter if you learn another language. Uh let's see here. I'm gonna skip through these. Bob just said, oh la vache. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Mickey says, Bob, is it true that it's common to find people hunting in Canada? Yes, there are different hunting seasons um for different types of animals and you need to get a hunting license and then you can go hunting. It is very common. Um people I know are avid hunters. They like to hunt. I don't hunt but uh uh Freddie Wolf. C'est encore moi. Could you tell me the difference between never mind and whatever when you argue with someone? Thanks a lot. They are both rude ways of ending a discussion that mean you don't care or want to talk about it anymore. Especially if said by a teenager. If a teenager says, never mind, it means they don't they don't care what your answer is and they're not gonna talk to you anymore. And if they say whatever, it means pretty much the same thing. Um Robson says, what's the difference about I used to love her and I used so the first one is correct. The second one is not. That's the difference. I used to love her would be correct. That means there's someone that in the past you loved that person and you no longer do. I used to love her. Let me look at your second sentence though, Robson. Yeah, okay. Sita says, I love that grammar book. Betty Lou says, Hi, the cutest teacher, Bob. Would you mind recommending a song in English? It can be your favorite. My <laughs> my favorite song right now. I'm trying to think what my favorite song right now is. Yeah. I really like, this is gonna sound funny. There's a song called Fancy Like by Walker Hayes. It's a country song and I kinda like it but it's a it's a funny song. It's about taking someone out on a date to a restaurant that's not expensive. Anyways, you'll have to listen to it. Uh Modag says, yes, everyone who has learned English knows this book and Maria C says, I have a lot of grammar books from university but they're all in paper, not online. Um Betty Lou, hi, the cutest teacher, Bob. Are there any advantages living in Canada? Stay hydrated. I will have a sip of water. And let me turn members only mode off while I answer that question. 
Are there any advantages to living in Canada? That is the question from Betty Lou. So, there are a few advantages. One, um Canada has a lot of land and a very small population. Canada is considered to be a wealthy nation because we have a lot of natural resources. And I think the other advantage is that healthcare in Canada is free. I mean, we do pay taxes but if you go to the doctor or hospital, it is free. And we do a pretty good job educating people too. Our universities are quite well known and they do a very good job. Bedia has the next question. So, we're back to questions. We should look outside for just a moment while I have another sip. Well, my coffee's gone. So, I'm done my coffee. I'm finished my coffee. I'll get started on my water now. The question is, how to how can we memorize words easily? Please, I am a prep student. So, I can only say what works for me and what has somewhat been proven in the language learning world and that's that use new words as soon as possible after you learn them and use them multiple times. So, if you learn a new word, use it in an email, use it in a conversation with an English tutor, um and maybe try to find a song or YouTube video that uses it. I think Youglish is a website where you can find examples of a word being used. Um and then it's just easier to remember words that are useful to you. So, learn all the vocabulary of your house, all the vocabulary of your city, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh by the way, I do wanna thank everyone who is a member. Uh we just finished members only chat. Uh thank you very much for being members. And for contributing to the running of this channel. If you are one of the 573 people here and you have thought about membership, that's great but if you aren't a subscriber, you should do that because that's free and many people do it and it makes them happy. Guaranteed. Okay, that's not guaranteed but it might make you happy. It makes me happy. (laughs) So, uh let's see here. Next question from Jorge. Good day, Master Bob. In your city, how do you survive this winter season? I understand that it lasts a long time and is very cold. So, um we wear appropriate clothing. So, Canadians have winter coats and winter hats which are called toques in some places. We have gloves and mittens and we wear a lot of layers. So, when it's really cold in the winter, I will wear a shirt underneath this shirt and then I will wear a sweater and I will wear a winter coat. And a winter hat and gloves. Winter weather is um surviving winter weather or even enjoying it is all about wearing the right clothing. I'm sure there are a lot of people who watch my videos and are probably here from Russia. People who are from Russia that live in the northern part where there's really good winter um are probably very similar to Canadians. Winter is a fun enjoyable time. You just gotta wear the right clothing when you go outside. Um it's actually not too hard to stay warm. Uh and drink lots of hot drinks like coffee and tea. That helps as well too. Oscar has the next question. Hi, teacher Bob. What is the meaning of a lack of? Thank you. So, sometimes like yesterday, I did my live stream yesterday and I had a lack of energy. I didn't have a lot of energy during the live stream yesterday. Today, I feel a lot more energetic but yesterday, I had a lack of energy probably because I had a lack of sleep. I didn't have enough sleep. So, when you have a lack of something, it means you don't have enough of it. Uh let's see. 
Oh, I have a lot of questions to go. I got to do a audio chat. There we go. Um, Pink Dream says, hello, sir. It's good to see you again. What is the correct form here? So, let me give you the correct form. None of those, sorry. But we would say, I recently got a job or I got a job recently with an O or the last one's not correct either way. So, the the two correct ones would be, I recently got a job or I got a job recently, okay? So, you applied for a job. You went to an interview. You got a phone call and they said, you got the job and you could say, yeah, I got the job. Then you could tell people, I recently got a job or I got a job recently. There you go. Good question. I like that question. Madiar says, hi, Bob. How is it going? So, tell me. There's a lot of capital letters here. What do you think about Kazakhstan? I know that I need to travel more and I need to visit a lot more places in the world. Um I'm just looking up Kazakhstan. I know it's in Central Asia but I'm not sure. You don't know too much more about it, Madiar. So, what I'll do is this and I've said this before. When people ask me if I know their country, when the live stream's done, I usually go on Wikipedia and I read a little bit about it and I did that with Kazakhstan actually a year ago. So, I should remember something but it's worth a little bit of a review. Uh let's see here. This is from Abdi Wahab. Hi, Bob. My question is, I paid money is for I paid money for last night and I don't know how to use it or no idea at all. My lessons, please give me any guideline about this process. I paid money for last night and I don't know how to use it. I'm not sure what you're asking. If you paid for an English lesson, I'm not sure. If you if you're talking about that maybe you clicked the join button and you you became a member of the channel, um the way to use it is to just talk talk in the chat and you'll see your name in green and you'll see a members video on Wednesdays uh, and you'll have a crown beside your name. So, I'm not sure if that's what you're asking about. Um but uh sorry. S- leave a comment below and maybe try to explain in more detail and I'll try uh to figure out what's happening. Okay. Uh let's see. Tracy, when someone says your language is politically correct, does it mean insulting or a compliment? So, if your language is politically correct, that's good. If your language is politically incorrect, that's bad. Okay. So, when you use politically correct language, you use words that are acceptable to everyone who lives in your country or around the world. You don't say things that are insulting or demeaning. When your language is politically incorrect, it means you use slang or insults that are rude or demeaning to other people. Um so, you want to be politically correct, not politically incorrect. Um next question from Bella. Hello, Bob. What's the difference between to trudge and to plod? Thanks in advance. They are the same. It means to walk slowly almost like your feet are heavy when you plod along or when you trudge along. Um you certainly aren't walking fast. That's that's what I would say. Next question from Manuel. Hi, Bob. I think you should talk about Greek myth. You know, Zeus and so on in English literature and words used by the Greeks. I should think about that. Should I do a lesson on myths? I haven't done a Friday lesson on myths. I could talk about Zeus and Apollo and Aphrodite. 
and then I could talk about the Norse gods too, right? Like Odin and Thor. Let me think about that. I'm not sure how much value it would have for people or the Roman gods, Mars. Was Ares the Greek god of war and Mars is the Roman god of war? I don't know enough. Maybe I'll have to do some research on that one. Uh let's see here. Ahmad. Hello from Indonesia, Mr. Bob. What is the difference between postpone and procrastinate? Well, there's a slight difference but the same result. When I postpone something, I decide I don't have time to do it and so I decide to do it later. When you procrastinate, it usually means you just do other stuff instead of doing something important, okay? So, I'm not sure if you understood the difference. Let me try to explain it again. If I have a lot of work today, I might postpone some work to tomorrow. That's not procrastinating. That's just being realistic, okay? If I don't have time to do eight things today, I might postpone a few things to tomorrow. But if I procrastinate, it would mean I have a nap, I watch TV, I watch some YouTube videos. Instead of doing the work, I'm just doing all kinds of other things instead. Uh let's see here. Or C. Hi, Bob. Do you sometimes in Canada use words like hamlet and farmstead or is it better to simply say small village? So, we might use farmstead to talk about a farm but not a small village but it's rare. We have some places that are hamlets but we would probably just call them towns or villages. Um so, the most common words for places in Canada, town or village is small and then we would use you know, small town or small city and then city and then maybe metropolis but that sounds more like something from a Superman movie. Don't use metropolis. Just use city for a big city. Um Neptune Ron, why does hit the john mean go to the restroom or bathroom? I don't know but sometimes people say they need to go to the john. They need to use the john. Um I don't know why. We also though have um We have portable bathrooms like if you go to a concert or fair, um they'll bring bathrooms which is just a door and a toilet um and we call it a porta potty or a Johnny on the spot. So, the name John I guess is associated with bathrooms for some reason. I don't know why. Uh let's see here. So, Sujit says, hi, Bob. How are you? I'm good. How are you? My question is, How can I, let's flip that, how can I improve my reading skills? So, even though reading is a skill, we would still pluralize it probably. We would say, how do I improve my reading skills? So, number one, by doing a lot of reading. Number two, by reading at a level that's easy to understand but also kind of difficult. So, you kind of have to gauge this yourself but you don't wanna read things that are too easy and you don't wanna read things that are too hard. You want it to be difficult in the sense that you need to look up words from time to time but not like every other sentence or every sentence. So, and just do a lot of it. The more reading you do, the better. Um let's see here. Adrian says, morning, Bob. Are you drinking some good Costa Rican coffee? I'm not sure. I have to check the package. Um maybe you have some bananas from Costa Rica too. A lot of our bananas come from Costa Rica. Hey, Jen, can you bring me a banana for a sec? 
Jen, I'm just um, asking Jen if she can bring me a banana. I, I should say please, right? Does it have a sticker on it? No. So I'm just asking if the banana had a sticker on it because the sticker will say, we're, oh, the bananas have no stickers. We ate all the bananas with stickers. I'll just say they're from Costa Rica, Adrian. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see here. From Allah, hi, which is correct? Journeys by train or travels by train? The second one is very, is the most common and I would say correct, okay? The first one's not incorrect. It just sounds very formal or old-fashioned. So, um, normally I travel by train. Um, when I go to Toronto, I usually go by train. So, I don't even use the word travel. I'm gonna go by train. Um, he came home, he took the train. So, there's a number of ways to say this. I'm going to take the train. I'm going to Toronto next week. I'm going to travel by train. That totally works. I'm going to Toronto next week. I'm going to take the train. That's probably the most common. I'm going to Toronto next week. I'm going to go by train. That works too. So, the middle one is the one I would say is the most uh, common. Uh, Let's see here. Arlon says, hey there, Professor Bob. I hope you have a great weekend with your family. Don't forget, you're very important for us. Keep doing this incredible job. You're the best. Well, thanks, Arlon. I will definitely have a great weekend with my family. Um, I'm looking forward to getting a few things done this afternoon and then relaxing and having a nap as well. So, I'm planning to get some work done, have a nap, spend time with family. That's the uh, that's the plan for today. Okay, let's see here. Salah says, how to make a good video to teach students which application is good for learning English. So, I added a lot to that question, Salah. I hope that doesn't bother you. I think what you're asking is, should I make a video showing people how to use apps to learn English? I should do that again soon. I have to check out some apps so that I know a little bit more about it. Um but uh, I will do that. Nora, I can't understand the tenses. So, what do you recommend to do? Well, first of all, learn how to speak about what you're doing right now. Learn how to speak about something you're going to do and learn how to speak about something you did. So, you need to master the tense. Um, I believe it's the present continuous. I better double check that. Like, I am reading. That's very important. What are you doing right now? Um, I am reading. Uh, I am doing a live stream. I am drinking some water. So, definitely learn that and then learn the like a simple form of the future. Like, I'm going to have a nap this afternoon. I'm going to eat an apple later and then make sure you learn the past. Like, I ate an apple. Um, I had a nap. You need to be able to like, don't worry at the beginning about conditional tenses and complex tenses. You have to learn how to talk about what you're doing right now what you're going to do and what you did in the past. Those are the three most important to start with. Um Pauline, hi, Bob. I'm from India. I'm a big fan of you. I love all your tutorials. Thank you. You're very welcome, Pauline. My question for today is what's the difference between ye and you? So, ye is probably a slang for yes. Probably learned used in the music world. Um it's kind of Oh, ye, the plural of thou, that ye may gather. Oh, we don't use that form. That's like an old, old form. Like, 
Um, beware ye who don't wear rain jackets in the rain. Like we, you will never hear ye used that way. You might hear it used as slang for yes. There are like 500 ways to say yes. Like yeah, yep, ye. Ye though sounds funny to me. Yeah, don't use ye. That might be like a just a weird thing students at my school say. Um, you never know when something is widespread or just local. So, uh, let's see here. Romeo. The word ain't mostly used by Americans. I think Canadians don't. Is it slang or it's definitely slang, but it's very common slang. Um, I don't say it very often, but I hear it quite a bit. Like, I ain't gonna do that. Um, I ain't gonna eat that. Like, um, can you give me a piece of pizza? No, I ain't gonna give you a piece of pizza. So, it's definitely used. Um, I don't use it very much, but I think it's common in America uh, and in Canada. I think equally. I was kind of waiting to see if we would go over 600 viewers, but we're at 593 and it's been one hour. So, um, I am going to wrap this up. Let's have a look outside. Wind is blowing. Rain has stopped, but it's definitely miserable out there today. In English, when you say the weather is miserable, it usually means it's rainy, cloudy, a little bit windy, and maybe a little bit cold as well. I should have another sip of water before I say bye. Anyways, thank you so much for watching. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for uh, taking the time to ask a few questions. I again apologize that I did not get through all the questions. Uh, Sometimes there's just too many. There's actually 39 more questions and I don't have time to answer them all. So, sorry about that. Um, Let's go to no display here. There we go. Uh, Thanks to Mickey for being here and Mariano and Mode Eggs and Julia Olis. I just wanna say bye to Gaurav and Mohammed and thanks to Brad and Todd for moderating the chat. Uh, I know that Brent from American English with this guy was here earlier. Not sure if he still is. He's a busy guy too. I know uh, Rod, the English teacher is here and Rod definitely has a video coming out with Sean. Let me just double check. Um, Let me just pull up Rod's channel for a sec here and let me go to this and it says premiering in three minutes. I better get a link. I'll get a link for that and I will put it in the chat in a moment. There we go. That link here is Rod and Sean. Rod's video. Here, I'll put a link there for it. There we go. Anyways, thanks for watching everybody. Have a great week. Uh, New video coming out Tuesday. Live lesson next Friday. Remember, next Saturday is my Saturday off. I think I just did three in a row. Yeah, I think it is. I'm not sure, but if there's no live stream next Saturday, you'll know it's my day off. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for watching. Have a great rest of your weekend. Uh, and I will uh, hopefully see you at the live stream next Friday. Bye. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash Bob the Canadian.